In this episode, we're having a conversation with students about their remote learning experiences. It is time for a much needed check-in on our scholars and how a different world has been for them both in and out of our classrooms. So Ashley, you wanna start us off? Uh, yeah, so my name's Ashley. I've been in college for a total of six semesters. I did two semesters at the University of New Mexico, and then this will be my fourth semester at Maricosta. Um, I plan to transfer to Cal State San Marcos this upcoming fall, and um, after graduating there, I would like to pursue a master's. I'm just not sure where yet. Cool, awesome. Hi, I'm Aaron Blanchett. Um, this is my fourth semester at Miracosta, and I'm planning to transfer out, not this fall, but the following fall to hopefully Cal State um, or somewhere else in San Diego, trying to stay local. I am Glenna Trone, and I think I have been in college for six semesters at Miracosta. Nice. Um, and I would really like, I, well, I originally wanted to transfer to UCSD, but now I'm thinking I, I would much rather be at a place where there's smaller classes. So it's kind of up in the air right now of where I want to go. Cool, thank you. Jesse. Hey, I'm Jesse, and I've been at Miracosta for four or five semesters, I believe. And I applied to CSU Northridge back in the fall, and I've been accepted. So I'll be there in the next fall, hopefully, depending on how things go with COVID. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Trent? Hi, my name is Trent, and um, this is my second semester in college. And um, next fall, I'll be transferring to University of San Diego. Right on. And Frank. And Frank. Yeah. Uh, I'm Frank. I've been at Mary for six semesters now. Uh, this fall, I'm transferring to uh, UCR, hopefully, <laughs> if uh, everything's good. Um, only because like, with online, like, uh, and that's if like we uh, are not remotely anymore, because like I'm not really used to this, <laughs> and I don't want to like pay for something that like I'm just gonna be still at home doing. So. Oh. Thank you, Frank, and thanks everybody for introducing yourselves. I think that's a good place to start. Frank, you were saying this remote transition um, is kind of not what you intended to, you know, have your education this way. Can you talk a little bit more about how that's gone for you, face-to-face -face classes moving online? Yeah, uh, so I've taken online courses before just because counselors said that it was more easier to do. Uh, you kind of do it on your own pace, but then for me, I kind of need that face-to-face -face connection just so that way I know what's like that there there are things that are coming up that are really like a lot of points mm -hmm. um, because I've, I've dropped every single online class that I've had. Like I've taken three within the past six semesters and I dropped all three oh, uh, just to move everything remotely online in the matter of like weeks um, into the semester, literally eight weeks into the semester. Um, it kind of puts a toll on you as a student because you don't know really what to do. <laughs> like you can't really just be like, okay, this is it. <laughs> you know, especially if it, cause like for me specifically, it's like my last semester there. So it's like, if I fail all of my classes, technically I can still graduate. Oh, I'm not graduate. I can still transfer, but then I just have to retake all these classes again and waste more money. Mm. Um, and then that's even if like in the fall of 2020, it's able to be um, like face to face again. Um, because then if it's still remotely online, like it's kind of setting up the student for failure if they don't like online classes. Right, right. And, and I can speak to, you know, um, in getting a lot of 
faculty members ready to teach online and in this remote fashion rather it it, it sets them up for n not a great experience either right because a lot of instructors aren't used to online teaching and learning and this isn't really authentic online teaching and learning like you said you've taken online classes before it's well established everybody knows we are online all semester this is a lot different right and so can we um, maybe some other people's experiences jesse how has this transition been for you both of my professors i don't think they normally do online classes so it was a struggle figuring out and there are classes so it's even weirder because it's like a physical thing and embedding images for some reason was like the biggest struggle like no one could figure out how to do it wow. but um i think everyone's adapting fairly well and i think it's useful to learn how to um put your art online especially taking pictures and stuff so yeah um and jesse did you say that depending on if we're remote that you'll go you'll transfer to northridge next next semester or you're going to go no matter what I am a little bit on the fence about that because I don't, I'm not, I've taken online classes before, but it's just, I don't know if it's going to be the same. And I think I'm going to a CSU for that in-person interaction. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm on the fence for sure. Okay. Yeah. And Trent, I, you, you take online classes. Um, how, how has this experience been for you? Yeah. For me personally, I've, um, since I took an online class last semester, the uh, switch wasn't too bad. I'm pretty comfortable with Zoom. The only problem is for the, the teachers who have never used Zoom before, who are kind of behind on it, it's kind of hard to still communicate with them and stay or for them to post stuff on time. But for the teachers that have already had experience with online teaching, it's been, it's been a smooth transition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ashley, how about you? How, how is it going for you? Um, it's going pretty pretty good for me. I think if we didn't have the Zoom component, I might struggle a little bit more because I really value the face-to-face -face communication. It's um, part of what drives me in school is having professors that are passionate about whatever subject we're working on. And then I kind of get that passion from them. Um, so when I have taken online classes in the past, I'm kind of where Frank was. I, I always drop them. No matter how many times I say I'm going to stick through it, um, for whatever reason, not having that personal relationship with my professors um, makes it a lot more difficult for me to succeed. So I think having the Zoom has helped a lot and makes it feel a little bit more normal. And um, I think my my professors have done a really good job transitioning. Cool. Glenna, you want to jump in? Um, oh, okay. Aaron, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, you're good. Go for it. For, for me, at least, um, I usually try and take one of the eight-week online classes just to manage my workload. Mm -hmm. I try for the first half of the semester, but if it's not possible, then I'll do the second half. So I've been comfortable with online classes for a while, but the classes that I take in person, um, I do. I try very hard to find the right professor that works for how I learn best. And I think the transition to online learning, while not horrible, um, it's, I do miss that face-to-face -face interaction with them, being able to ask questions in real time, because some of my classes are like Zoom meetings, which I really appreciate. Other classes are recorded lectures, and then some classes have just completely transitioned to online, and all of my professors are doing amazing, but I do wish 
I had that face-to-face -face interaction with every single professor that I signed up for a lecture class with. Yeah, right. For me, it has been especially interesting because my room, the person that I live with, uh, works at a nursing home so I literally like couldn't see anybody else because she is exposed to people who are at risk and I was quarantined in our apartment for a month and then we worked out that I'm staying at my boyfriend's now for a couple weeks and then for the incubation period whatever to go through and then I'll go back but being remotely isolated it was really hard because I just I love seeing everybody in person, like not even just in class. I like walking through campus and saying hi to all of the people that, you know, that I work, I've worked with or stuff like that. And as for my classes, the classes that I'm taking, uh, they have the Zoom meeting, which I think is really important. And even though my professors, they're not necessarily experienced in the online class, the attitude that they have towards it really makes a difference the willingness to like put in the effort to have the zoom meetings and not just like assign you reading and not like talk to you face to face or talk to the class face to face is really important and like utilizing all the functions of zoom so that we can have group activities still and i also work in three english classes as an embedded tutor and an si leader so those have been going really well and I'm very pleased with how many students are still attending online and that kind of that motivates me a lot seeing that there's all these other people that are still here even though we're faced with this thing that like Frank was talking about he's not he's not he doesn't want to pay for that or go to the university because he doesn't like if it's something that he's just doing from home, he doesn't want to do that. But like, even though it's something that, you know, you're being put in this uncomfortable, unexpected situation, you're still, they're still like here, you know, they're still here and seeing it through. And I get to see their smiling faces on the video and it's, it's really nice. And I think this is a really excellent learning time. And I think that now it's it's really rocky because no one's prepared for it and we haven't done it before. But if we are online also in the fall or whatever, it's gonna it'll be much smoother because this semester they only had one week to prepare to transfer to online and they'll have a whole summer to prepare to transfer for online for the fall if if that if so mote it be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. And so with that, you know, you said we only had that week after spring break to transition to this mode of learning. And I could tell you that it was an arduous process on our end. But I want to know what the communication, how you felt about the communication from the college, from your instructors, maybe just prior to spring break, during the transition and kind of ongoing now. Um, how has the communication in your view been about what's going on and what to expect and what resources are available for students? What has that been like? Well, since I, I work at the school, I feel like it's been very, like I've gotten, like before we went on break, we were talking, we were talking about it in the writing center and in the SI office a lot about, you know, maybe be prepared 
for this. And then there were, we got a lot of emails over the break and then the extended break, we had uh, Zoom training. So we all like met on Zoom and worked through the kinks on how to use it uh, adequately to assist students. And I really think that that's helped me a lot, not just in the classes that I'm tutoring in, but in, in my own classes that I'm a student in too. Like I, it, it was really helpful. I feel that I had a lot of good communication with the professors that I work with and that I also have. Um, they would, they sent emails like, hey, I'm working on this. I'll let you know when I figure out what kind of our, if our schedule is going to be the same or whatever. And most of my professors, they just kept the same schedule, which I really appreciate. And one professor in particular I work with, she is so afraid that she's doing a bad job. But what I hear from her students is that she's one of the most proactive professors online because she's sending out a lot of emails now and then and being very very concise about like what her plans are and what due dates are and the assignments and expectations um, this is how a lot of us operate from a, a space of self-deprecation and fear and that makes my classes <laughs> better <laughs> feel like i'm doing a horrible job all the time yeah. <laughs> so, and, it's, and it's yeah it's the motivating factor but maybe it shouldn't be it's the attitude though, you know, I feel like a lot of it is the attitude towards this transition. Like I was so resistant and I was, I cried a lot. I'm going to tell you, I cried a lot, but that doesn't mean that I can't like come out of that and do the best I can. And I don't know if I would still be here if I wasn't an embedded tutor or an SI mm. leader, because that motivates me so much. To help others. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's other people that are counting on me and it makes me more motivated to be in my own classes so I think that that situation makes this online transition a little bit easier for me yeah and others what, what have the, the communication been like for you maybe Trent um the communication I still get uh, emails and there's still the assignments on the canvas calendar reminding me about when stuff is due. So when it comes to due dates, the communication's still the same. I still know when everything's due. The other thing that has kind of lessened is the, uh, the the speech between you and the teacher. I mean, office hours was obviously a big thing, but with these um, online classes, a pattern I see is office hours get canceled a lot more. It will be, oh, office hours are canceled today. So that's kind of a bummer. But one thing I do also like is that our lectures are recorded so if you i don't know miss notes in a math class or something you could always go back and rewatch the lecture and get everything there's no excuse to not having all the notes written down because the lectures are available at any time anybody else want to jump in and y'all um, could just jump in anytime yeah one thing that i really enjoyed that one of my professors did is um they reached out with an anonymous survey to us um right when we got back to class just asking um, if we had the resources that we needed to be successful still, if we had access to reliable internet, um, laptops, and then are we at home in a safe environment? Do we have enough resources to just like live? Um, are we surviving okay? Is our mental health okay? So that meant a lot to me as a student because they're not just looking at me as a student, but as a human that's li living through a really um, kind of scary time. And a lot of my professors have taken the beginning of every class session on Zoom to just check in with us 
and make sure that um, we're all doing okay. So that that really meant a lot to me. It's not just like, let's get back to business, um, but more of looking at us as a whole person. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, going off what Ashley said, um, I think it's really important how, at least how my professors have addressed this issue and they're very aware that this is such a traumatic time for a lot of people. Um, and if something ever comes up in your life, uh, whether that's physical health or something's going on with the people that you're around because you're living on top of each other or, you know, even um, addressing mental health because it's extremely important during this time. Um, they're very understanding of what you need and they're willing to give you the resources as soon as they possibly can. And I, I've appreciated that leeway. They've, my professors have always been very understanding my entire college career at Miracosta, but especially now I think um, that understanding just cements the idea that they see you as a person and not just a student. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my professors have been rock stars at handling going online, for sure. Uh, I don't know if this is the same for everyone else, but I think like the week right before spring break, it was just weird for everybody. Like the beginning of the week we had, I wasn't, I didn't think we'd have any problem with continuing after spring break, but that week, like things just went so fast. And sure. I think at the beginning communication was slow, but it definitely was very fast going forward. And I really appreciate them keeping us students on top of what plans are and what's going on. Yeah, that, that week it was like, it was raining. Uh, it seemed like every day something else closed down. It was like the apocalypse. The ominous feel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah, it felt like something big was coming, but we were like, well, maybe. And then when the other schools started shutting down, it was like, oh, I, I, I see. This is a domino thing. Like we're, we are next and yeah. um, tried to prep people the best that we can for that. So, you know, and if, if <laughs> we hear a lot of positive things, which is great. And if, if um, there are areas of improvement, we would like to hear about those too. Uh, we're, we're talking a lot about flexibility. So what, what are some of the, the things that you've been experiencing in terms of like being flexible on assignments or due dates or is, you know, or, or have things kind of stayed the same in that regard um, in some classes over others? What have you seen as a student in terms of how um, instructors are pivoting uh, with their class schedules and their expectations? Frank, you want to start us off on that one? Um, so, like flexibility, I would say, like there's there's some professors that are are super flexible and they're they're understanding, but then there's also like I have a couple professors. I'm taking six classes, and two of them are um, like they didn't even have a final before like any of this but now there's a final <laughs> so like they're like i guess like kind of adding to the to the uh like to the assignments which i was pretty amazed because like if we all we would have did was the presentation but now he's assigning um a final paper that's like seven pages long <laughs> for i mean i mean i guess like he's a professor he can make it but i'm just it's, it's just kind of like I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's really understanding that every like he like in his emails that he sends out, he sounds super understanding. But then when he 
creates extra work. And I'm like, well, if you're understanding why are you creating more work for us to do? <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, uh, he's not, not a good question. <laughs> yeah, he's not taking away any points, I guess you could say. Like, he's taking like maybe like a couple points off if you turn it in late, but um, the flexibility part, just for like, I think that's probably like the only class that I think is like a little hard for me, except like, like, just like you have to keep up with the reading because like we write like papers like every other week now <laughs> and before we did it. So yeah, just, just with flexibility, I feel like that's the only professor, well, the only professors that I have that are not being like super flexible with the times like this. Can I add to Yeah, that? jump in, jump in. Um, so that's something like adding extra work. One of the students in the classes that I'm an embedded tutor for like, I haven't experienced this with my own teachers, but she has a professor that is like, oh, you're all just at home now, so you have all this free time. I'm just going to give you a bunch more work, and, and that's not that's not what's happening. Everyone's you know? shaking like, their head in Zoom. No, that's what no, I'm No, no, no. Um, and, like, she also, she works at a, like, people still work. Some people still go to work, and, or some people still have to work from home it's not like their schedule magically is opened up you know and I just don't think that's right that's what I have to say I think that's not right adding more just because we are yeah. remote right yeah it, it, and I, I gotta just say from my own perspective I feel like I have less time than ever before and you know I'm homeschooling my two kids and I still have these classes that are semi-transitioned and so i mean i i feel like i've been cutting things n not just for the students i mean that is that is priority number one but for myself too because it's 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 been a lot yeah and i think part part of what we've heard as we've been recording these podcasts and 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 talking with different folks across campus um we've heard uh um, um teachers represent you know from their students asking uh, should we just give you all A's? Like, should we just sort of cut ties right now, given everything that's going on? And the response seems to be, no, we still want to earn this. Like, we still want to have some kind of, you know, learning experience that, that we need from this class and to take to the next step. Um, yeah. And so is that, I mean, does that resonate with you folks with us today? And anybody wants to jump in, just jump in. Yeah. Uh, I can. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I, I appreciate so much the policy that Miracosta put in place. And I know a lot of other universities put in place that um, you can drop your class at any time if you don't get the grade you like. Um, I think that has lifted a huge weight off my shoulders, at least, to not feel like with everything that's going on in this crazy world right now, that school is another stressor. Instead, it's a relief from that stress. You know, I have the ability to learn. I have um, the, the fortune to be able to take classes and take classes from my home and be able to interact with my professors. And if I don't get the grade that I want, um, that's okay too, because I can always retake my class um, and I can still learn something from this experience without the pressure of um, an A or B. Yeah. And with that, I mean, like, do you, I guess, and people can continue on that theme, but it makes me think, you know, when I'm in class and I hear students um, demonstrating their learning in the class that we did during the first eight weeks, 
and talking about the, the, the topics and the concepts that we've been covering. I mean, it just breaks my heart because I feel like we've, we've all kind of been sold short a little bit because we didn't get the experience that we wanted. And that's, that's coming from both ends, you know? And I, I so badly want that. So does anybody feel like that? Or do you feel like this is just, you know, we gotta, we have to pivot and this is just a change or are you really missing the idea of having that second half of class um, the way that it was intended to be? I would say both. Like at the beginning, you know, I was like, fuck this, you know? Um, But also I think that this is this might you might think that this is morbid but I think that like things happen for a reason and sometimes we have obstacles and we grow from them and I think that we're all going to learn a lot of things about ourselves and our ability to motivate ourselves and have to learn to be self-starting in our own school because I feel like online classes are hard for me because it's hard for me to be motivated outside of a class at home, you know, like at my house where it's easy to get distracted or whatever, but this is going to change the, change the game and change the way that you see your living space. This can also be a workspace and it can also, this is forcing you to provide yourself with skills that maybe before you wouldn't have had or you wouldn't have even like tried. And I think this is also gonna change the way a lot of people go to school, not just school, but go to work. A lot of people are gonna realize, oh, I don't need to be spending a bunch of money to go to the office or to go to class or like on gas or have, I don't even need to have a car to actually, you know, I can do all of this stuff from home and it saves money and it's better for the environment and it sucks, but... <laughs> I think that it can transform us also in a positive way as, as negative as everything is. If you're lucky enough, like Aaron said, to be in a safe space where he can go to school from home, where we can go to school from home and see the people that we like, we can still grow from this experience in a more positive way than maybe some people less fortunate than us. Yeah. Actually, you were going to jump in earlier. Do, do you want to uh, respond to that or, or? Yeah, I'll jump in a little bit off of um what Glenna said just now and then what you said earlier about maintaining the kind of structure um that we had in place even though now it's remote um the first week or two right after spring or maybe it was the week of spring break and the week after that that we were waiting to get back into classes um with everything going downhill as quickly as it did um and everything going negative really quickly the more I kind of fed into the negativity, the more I was spending a lot of time on the news and um, just keeping up with every negative update that came out of the situation. And then not having my normal structure. Um, I actually went home to New Mexico to be with my um, family. So being outside of my own home, um, not having school to lean on, um, it was really difficult and it really took a toll on my mental health. So I kind of realized in that moment that I needed the structure. So even though the A's sound nice and I'm like, that would be really nice. Um, I actually really crave the structure that comes with keeping my classes at the same time. Even if I have to do it like from my bedroom, I would rather um, have the distraction and keep the structure so that I can keep my mental health just so I can stay sane, honestly, that helps a lot. So kind of what Glenna said, I've been trying to really 
um, appreciate the privilege that I have, um, even though everyone kind of feels like we're all in a really crappy situation. Um, I have the resources that I need and I'm with, I'm in a, like a healthy environment. So just trying to stay like optimistic and class half full um, and appreciate what the situation's brought, like more time at home, um, stuff like that has helped a lot. Awesome. Mental health keeps coming up. I, I keep that's a reoccurring theme that a lot of us are touching on. Uh, Trent, I know you're an athlete, um, and I've been curious uh, uh, both how you're able to sustain wellness in in a lockdown situation, and and uh, you know other athletes in the in the room in the space. Uh, we can speak to that too. But also, Trent, that that connection that that offered to you. You play basketball, I think. Is that is that right? Yeah, basketball. Okay, and so like. But, but, but now that your teammates are far away and you don't have that connection to school, I'm just curious how that's also impacting your sense of wellness and, and what you're doing about that. Yeah, I was going to say that was probably the main part to why this whole situation is a bummer because as an athlete, we, were in, we didn't live at home close to uh, Miracosta. Like we have kids from Texas or Chicago and Indiana. I'm from the um, Bay Area. So we all had a little townhouse out there near Miracosta and we all had to just move, not only, you know, stay 10 minutes away from Miracosta, we had to move hours and, you know, states away from the school. So all of us are very scattered and so I- You lost your community there, yeah? Yeah, because those guys, I got really close with them, obviously just living in a house with them. And now guys who I'm used to waking up and just seeing them in the kitchen, now they're all the way in Texas. and since I'm transferring, I might never get to, it was kind of just a sudden goodbye. I was expecting, because when I left, it was, I thought I was going to be back for the week and a half and then come back for spring break. So when I left, I didn't know that it, classes were switched yet. I just flew home. And then all of a sudden I heard, oh, classes are online. So now the sophomores, I never really got to say a genuine goodbye to them. It's kind of sad they're just gone. So that, that's been the biggest bummer for me that's not school related yeah well i mean kind of this all this intersects right um mm -hmm. how about now though chen are you are you able to maintain some kind of uh rhythm that helps you feel like clear-headed and sound body and and all that stuff i still study on my own workout i uh have siblings that i talk to and talk to my parents a lot so the main thing that's been keeping me sane is just i guess hanging out with my family just talking to them and then i guess just kind of working out on my own, keeping myself healthy to stay right. And on, thank you. Yeah, and, and that kind of transitions into this conversation about what are the other things that have changed or what have you been doing to kind of get back into a new normal routine, maybe outside of the school and the classes and the schoolwork? What, 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 what else have you been doing and how is work? I know a lot of you work. What, what, how has that been for you? Frank, you want to jump in on that one? Um, well, work specifically for me, I work for uh, Lincoln Middle School. I work through Gear Up, through Maricosta. So like with us, we, we have Zoom meetings and um, and we're trying to like, uh, it's this thing called Apex uh, that the kids use. Um, we're really like uh, barely getting into it. So like, it's just kind of hard to work from home to tutor kids because you can't really motivate them as much. It's kind of just like professors, you may mean, and uh, like us students, like going to the, to the, to the school and being more motivated. Um, it's just hard for them to be motivated because they were already, some of them already were unmotivated to even work um, in being in eighth and seventh grade. 
Yeah, it's even harder for that that age. Um, I, I I surveyed my students recently and just kind of how are things going and just that check in that we're talking about. And and one of the the realizations that that I, that that I experienced was sleep schedules are thrown off. Like most of my students are going to bed at three in the morning, and then my class is at nine now. <laughs> you know, or it has been at nine. And so, um, yeah, if it, self motivation structure is such a challenge. Yeah. I mean, just even keeping up with what day it is, like, is it, it's Friday today. Okay, yeah. That's been like, I feel like all the days look the same. I just watched that uh, movie Groundhog Day in, on Netflix. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what this is. This I wake up and I feel like it's the same thing and the same four walls around me. And yeah, it's it's been kind of just on repeat here, so sometimes when i uh, when i dream about things i think they're super real <laughs> and i'm like i wake up and i'm like oh snap that really happened yesterday but then i'm like just like like you sean i'm like what was yesterday was yesterday wednesday like yesterday <laughs> Friday. so i was like what day is it like i really need to think about these things and like keep up with like calendars and everything like that it's kind of crazy yeah, yeah jesse how are you how are you staying on track what's your structure uh strategy um it's pretty unstructured right now if i'm being <laughs> honest um it took me a while to get used to this because I have to draw and paint. So I had to set up my own studio. So it's like, it's a rinky dink <laughs> kind of situation right now. But, um, and I tried painting outside, but on both paintings, a bird pooped on both of them. So just my luck. Um, the same bird, is that bird stalking you? That's not part of it. You know what, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. He has something out for me. But, um, <laughs> Going back to uh, what I think Sean said about watching new shows and stuff, I think everyone's spending a lot more time on TV and stuff. There was this one girl who, right before the semester had gone online, she said she had watched Contagion, and she just, like, she was not happy about it. She, like, was having conversations about the show the entire time. I was like, girl, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that right now. But it's just interesting to me to see what people are watching and um, digesting like on the news and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the bird again. It just. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> it's um, times, pandemic times. art. I think that should be included in the medium, right? That's right. Oil and <laughs> bird poop. On or maybe it. some kind of overhead <laughs> shade thing, right? Since it's happened twice now, this is a pattern now, right? It's right yeah, outlier. exactly. <laughs> I put like an umbrella. I'm hoping that works, but. Oh, that's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's adding his own personal touch. It's a, it's right. a collaboration. <laughs> well, and then the top of the umbrella can be like a Jackson Pollock kind of, you know, with the Oh bird. my God. <laughs> yeah. With like bird poop spreads all over. Oh my gosh. That's right. And Aaron, how is your structure? What, what, what are your days looking like? I mean, again, like Jesse said, very unstructured. Um, I, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing because oh. people were telling me, you know, this game has a lot of, it takes a lot of time. So what else am I going to do right now? I'm so um, jealous. Yeah. So I've just been, I've been doing a lot of that watching old reruns of like Futurama on Hulu and then just like relaxing and like my work I started 
I started training for a new job and then the pandemic hit. So all of that went on pause. And I think like, I, I don't know when that's going to start back up again. So I'm a little uncertain, but I think everyone's just trying to roll with the punches right now. And how do y'all feel? Because, you know, obviously this is a worldwide event. This is a very significant time in history. And you are college students. You are preparing for careers. You're getting your education. You're starting life in a different way right now amid all of this. And so how... How is that for you? Are, are, are we taking kind of that like step back to like, wow, like this is a big thing that is happening at this time in my life and it, it may change things forever for me. We may go back to a normal. Um, how has this just the pandemic experience been um, for where you're at right now? I can speak to like my marriage, um, a really con constant conversation that we've been having is um my husband will be out of the marines in like a year and three months so we had had a, a full plan ready for how we were going to transition out of the marines mm. uh, because he wasn't interested in doing another four but now that we're looking at the fact that i won't have my degree by that time so that kind of puts us in a rough position which what what shouldn't have had things stayed normal but now we're having to take that into account and then also taking into account that we're expected to be in a really bad recession if not a depression for the next couple years and there's not a really good timeline on what we're looking at um we've had to really reevaluate our game plan and it's resulted in most likely him doing another four just to kind of keep wow. the security that we've had we recognize that we've been in a much better position than most people because um i don't work so having his constant paycheck to rely on um has really really helped and yeah, his yeah in the military essential is essential gets right right so yeah. we were apart for about two for the last two months he actually just got home so that was really difficult but at the same time there was a paycheck coming every two weeks and um, I have friends who filed for unemployment and are really struggling. So we've had to to change up our game plan, um, even though it wasn't what we wanted to do. It's something that we realize we now have to do. Yeah. And I'm sure you're connected with a lot of military families who are kind of going through those same things, right? And those same considerations. Yeah, that seems to be the main consensus around here is a lot of um, the people that my husband and I know we were the ones that were planning on getting out are now also reevaluating that and thinking about staying in. Mm. I just can't stop thinking. I'm sorry. I just can't stop. I, I was at, I was picking up some food at a place, you know, all, all with my mask on and everything, you know, but I saw the news and I haven't been watching the news. Let me just put that out there. I have, I have been like, I am not doing that this whole time. But I saw the news at this restaurant and they were turning a stadium into like a place where people who had possibly tested positive or whatever, like there are all these beds up in this stadium. And I have seen so many zombie movies that started that way that I am like, Maybe I maybe it's not that far fetched. I I don't know. I just I've seen. 
Yeah. I feel like every zombie movie has that scene where someone is watching the news and they're putting a bunch of beds in a place that they shouldn't be. Right, uh, right. that's right. And that might, I, I know that's like really silly and that's probably not what's going to happen, mm. but also in the back of my mind, I'm... Actually, I, I think well, the situation we're in is scarier because in a zombie <laughs> movie, all you need is a shotgun and you'll be okay for most, most of the time, as long as you keep that shotgun. With COVID, like... It's invisible. There, there's, the most there's, satisfying way is a wooden stick. That's right. Crowbar. Right. right. Yes. That's oh, the most satisfying way. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think you're being silly at all. I mean, the world is weird. We look outside. People are wearing masks. People are wearing gloves. They're wearing masks when they're driving. There's not a lot of people on the road. We live in Southern California. There's no traffic. That's a strange thing. You go to the store and they're like, there's tape on the on the on the floor and it says you need to stay away from people this is this is a strange time and um you know we live in an individualistic society so you know we've always had our social distancing to a degree but that's been at least doubled right so there are a lot of changes and that's what i'm kind of trying to get around to is like this is significant and and how how is that for you you know during this time in your life and I, I don't think you're being silly at all. I think you're right on. Like this is, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and yeah. so, how are you responding to that, Glenna, in a way that's making like long term? Are you adjusting plans? Are you thinking? Well, I am thinking about. Um, I'm thinking about a lot of things, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to go to school, whether it's online or whatever, because I ain't got. I can't wait. I don't have, I'm not getting any younger, not that I'm old by any means, but I have things that I need to do and stuff that I want to learn. Um, I am thinking about like, if I can pass this math class online, maybe my future is in online classes and I can do it, you know, if I can motivate yeah. myself enough. And yeah. if it's like with these Zoom meetings, I think that it's very plausible. Um, but I'm also thinking about like, I don't know, the housing market is going, like prices are going down right now. And I'm in a position with a legal situation where I don't know when I might get some money, but I might get some money. And I'm thinking about like, this might be a good time to invest in putting down on a mortgage or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about a lot of things. That's and I'm a, all, yeah. yeah I, like, about, what is work going to look like for me in the future? Because usually during the summers, I work as an event staff, like yeah. at big events, like festivals or catering or something like that. And now all of them are canceled and I, and I don't have any work for the summer. So that's something that. Yep. Yep. No, that's right. Yeah. So financial planning, career planning. Um, Jesse, how about you? How about, what's the the arts looking like? Uh, not so good, I guess. Um, I am, like I said, I'm planning on transferring to CSU Northridge in the fall. I am scared to see how that will look like because art is such a physical thing. <laughs> and I kind of, I, yeah, I, I need that kind of interaction with other people to look at my art, tell me what I could be doing better or what what kind of things I need to improve upon. And 
it's it's very social like i love bouncing my ideas before i even start art bouncing my ideas off other people and hearing what they think what they would interpret from what i'm trying to do and without that it's just me doing my thing which is cool like um i think every artist the most important thing they can do is like telling your story but sometimes it helps to have other people involved in that kind of process yeah career-wise what where were you like what were you thinking of doing after uh um, university animation mm. so computer-based so that's nice yeah that's um, so like a trajectory you could follow yeah for sure mm-hmm. and you, uh, with the stories to tell you know i think curry said it earlier with pandemic art i mean there's a lot there's a lot of content and there's going to be a lot of stories a lot of history written on this time and a lot of art produced, yeah? For sure, yeah. I'm actually gonna put a face mask in my newest piece. I feel like that's something that's really debated right now. Um, Yeah, which is weird. I feel like there's a lot of aversion to, or at least what I've seen in the news, there's a lot of aversion to the uh, lockdown and people are protesting it and the face mask. I don't know if you guys saw the my body my choice with the face mask with the line going through it that just i that blew my mind i don't see why if it's something that's gonna help a lot of people why not just wear it it's just a piece of clothing you know but that just might be me right no i i'm sure a lot of people have seen the one with the guy that has the covid 19 is a lie and he's wearing a face mask so he's like kind of like just in case right (laughs) yeah yeah and then I've heard politicians that like they pulled out stocks right before this all happened and they didn't say anything about it. So it's like, did you know, did you not know? And you weren't telling people it's, it's wacko, crazy time. But with that, <laughs> I can, kind of moving into maybe what do you need right now? Like when you think about your experience here at Maricosta, in your classes, from the college, what what do you feel like you need or what do you feel like students need most right now? We could kind of just go around with that with that question. Trent, do you have anything specific? Um, I just feel like you need to stay positive overall. I mean, obviously it's a bad thing that's happening and people are suffering and we're on lockdown, but I feel like it's gonna be temporary and we'll eventually recover and bounce back. And I just feel like the whole thing is just staying positive and sticking through it and just knowing that at the end of all this, we'll be fine and we'll be good again. So, yeah, my main point is just emphasizing staying positive overall. Yeah. And Frank, do you have anything like specific that maybe the college could be doing, instructors could be thinking about um, during this time? I don't know. Just some things that just to keep in mind is that like uh, everybody's situation is different like nobody has the same situation like it's not like like uh, like you're just missing out on this right now so i'm gonna just say as a whole this is what you guys are missing out because everybody's everybody's different uh so i would just say like as a college together or as a you know just individual professors just to not just only like i guess like check in with the students but just know that everybody's situation is different like there might be some people that are that were homeless before and now it's just even harder for them to even connect to internet or something like that so now that you're switching it remotely online it's just, it's just kind of, like, kind of like easy. I mean, because you guys did only have a week, so, it, like, technically, it's. I mean, it just kind of sucks, you know. Especially totally. for the students that like didn't 
like have motivation to do online before e either because it's like the students that like were just taking one class just to kind of like ease into college and stuff and now they have to just go online it's just like well i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> or whatever so kind of right. motivates them and uh, ashley anything that you would like to communicate in terms of student needs right now Nothing specifically. I think the main thing um, for professors and the college to keep in mind as a whole is to just be as lenient as they possibly can. Um, and I think they've, my professors and the college has actually done a really good job about that. So um, I don't really have any complaints right now. Oh. Aaron, you want to jump in? Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with what everyone else already said, and but. I also think it's really important that not only we as students, but like faculty as well, and us as a society have distractions from this. Um, and I think providing whatever resources that can be a positive distraction. Like, I know um, the library has um, Swank, like the film, um, the film streaming site that's completely free and a lot of students don't know about it. Um, there's stuff that used to go on in the quad like um performances and concerts and maybe if there's a way to show stuff that was pre-recorded and put that online or have live events even if it's from individual people's homes on zoom just so we can feel like we're all together again um i think that would be really positive and really good for everyone involved that's a really great idea yeah yeah um, I just want to respond to so Frank, um, Aaron, we brought this up. The you know that we only had a week to get ready, and some teachers are making decisions that you know aren't quite working out the way. You know, it, one of my colleagues uh, uh, described this for us as you know knowing how to cook but being forced to teach in someone else's kitchen. So you know what you want to try to get done, but you have no idea what the freaking spoons are and why the fuck is the milk over there. And, you know, and so what we're creating, we're intending to have. So the final, Frank, that you now, have, you now have to deal with, I'm sure the intention behind it was good. The, act, the, the, the practice of it might not be the best. And so I just wanted to respond to that with the, and Aaron, you brought this up earlier, the the option to elect for pass or no pass mm -hmm. and the UCs and the CSUs um, validating that in this time of crisis. Those mm -hmm. are really tools for you students to mitigate the damage that we professors might be creating and not meaning to, but doing it nonetheless, right? And so mm -hmm. I think it's the, the drop deadline for um, an excused withdrawal. I think that that's today. Fourth, that's today. So yeah, the 24th of April, this recording day, yeah. Yeah, so after April 24th, I don't know that you have access to that excused withdrawal, but you still have access to the pass, no pass. So I know you mentioned earlier, you know, if you're taking a class and not getting the grades you wanted, you could repeat it. And I think that's absolutely true, but it might also be wise to just go for that that um, that no pass or, or just a pass, right? To just, you know, make it a wash, not hit your GPA, but still get the credit so you move on and don't have to go back. Um, so right. I just, I guess what I'm, I'm wanting to, to insert here is that you, you are all empowered. And I really appreciate that some of you are saying this is an opportunity to grow in certain ways. Um, but also this, this fucking sucks and there's mm -hmm. tools we have to mitigate that damage. So it does suck. And, and always check in with a counselor, right? Like go try to, you know, those services are remote now and completely online. 
So I would definitely advise you to visit a counselor to make sure that the decisions that you're making are totally in line with what your plan is and the kind of allowances that are being exercised at this time by the schools that you're potentially going to transfer to and then also Miracosa. So, you know, they'll, they'll have the best information for you. You know, in wrapping up here, I kind of just want something a little bit more positive and Some thinking about, yes, this fucking sucks right now, but what is the first thing you are going to do when we get to the other side of this? What is the first thing that you are going to do? And, and I'm, I'm going to put Curry on the spot so y'all can think for a second. Well, what's the first thing you're going to do, Curry? Besides hug me. I mean, yes, I'm just hug saying. Sean. That's on the top <laughs> of the list. Um, first thing I'm going to do is go to the beach and go swimming. Very nice. I'll go. So the first thing that I'm going to do is go visit my mom and be with her for a while because she works on Camp Pendleton. So with my, my young kids, it's just been very much a situation where I'm like, well, mom, I don't think we can hang out that much right now. Right. And um, because she's exposed to a lot of people and I, I feel for her in that way. And I'm obviously worried about her, but um, we are social distancing from each other right now and trying to connect in ways that we can, but I miss my mama and she lives close. So I want to go see her. Um, one thing I want to go do is uh, I want to go to the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm in two leagues. Well, I was in two leagues. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So I'm going <laughs> to try to go there and probably just stay there like all day or something when I, when I go <laughs> or when they open back up or something. Are you doing anything from home to kind of keep up on that? Uh, I wish, <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't have any pins and I don't want to break like my ball because I have like personalized, personalized balls. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to scratch them up or like break them because then I'll have to like pay another like $200, $300 for another ball. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how you would, I don't, I don't think I can practice. I don't know. I low-key want to go down there. I'm not trying to say I'm breaking in, but I, I want to <laughs> start, start playing. <laughs> well, your neighbors have driveways, right? Just you <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them nice and slick. Yeah. Do the best you can. Lawn bowling is a thing. I don't know. <laughs> That's just one thing I want to do. How about you, Glenna? What are you going to do? Me and my boyfriend are going to go on a road trip. Uh, he's been working on this band. Well, I'm hoping that it would have been this summer. I don't know. <laughs> he's working on this, like, van, making it semi, you know, road trip a livable, you know, with a little sink and stuff. And I... I want to go anywhere. I just want to go anywhere that is not here. <laughs> I'm going to go see my friends. I mean, we're all home from college, but we haven't been able to hang out. So when, when we're all able to go out again, I'm going to utilize that and go see all of them. Where are you going to go? Just anywhere, I guess. I haven't thought mm -hmm. that far ahead, but just meet up somewhere, do something, get out the house for once. Absolutely. For me, like the second they're saying social distancing is done, like you can touch people again, I'm giving everyone a hug, like strangers on the street. Like I'm gonna be like, we're we're out of here, we're done. Yeah. Just like walk up to them, um, people across the counter, like serving me food. I'm gonna be like, you hug now. Reach across. Um, so it's just like I don't even hug the people in my house right now because I'm worried about that. But man, people are gonna get some some hugs when this is over. <laughs> That is great. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, first thing I'm doing is hitting up all my friends and we're going somewhere. I don't care where. We're all hanging out together, hugs, group hug. Um, and then the second thing, 
I, I want to go to Arizona. Like I've been putting it off, but after seeing that I can't go right now and it's like killing me that I can't go anywhere, I'm for sure like going to my car, going to Arizona for sure. Ashley? Um, I'm really looking forward to going back to the lake with my family and my in-laws side of the family. Um, Cause that's what we do every summer. We all meet in the middle at Lake Powell and we're, I'm really sad we're gonna miss out on that this summer. Mm. And and James, you can jump in too. I was gonna say, I've been uh, putting on that quarantine 15, so definitely gonna go to the gym and work the heck out big time after this is over. <laughs> you always know about all the cool sayings and what's going on, James. I, I quarantine 15. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. COVID 19 is one thing, and quarantine 15 is another. <laughs> right. Okay. We're all learning. We're learning so much. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come and hang out with us. I know this is so nuts and crazy. We really appreciate your insights and, and your sharing. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having appreciate us. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having yeah. a well-needed yeah. distraction. Yeah, thank sure. you. I really needed this right now. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I know y'all the faculty want to hear from y'all. So yeah. yeah. Right on. We'll be safe and we'll we'll keep checking in. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. This episode was produced and engineered by Kelly Barnett. James Garcia created the show notes and manages our social media. Episodes of the Safe Topics podcast are now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please download and subscribe. Thank you for listening.